Hey, John from FatSexBlog.com here. Today, I want to talk about how long your content and article should be to rank number one in Google. Now, if you don't care about Google, you can shut this podcast down and go do something else. But if you care about ranking number one in Google, keep on listening. Okay, so content has two two primary purposes, in my view, for evergreen new sites. One is to rank number one in Google. The second is to serve and reader serve your readers. Serve your readers is a very, very close second. Uh, probably in the, the longer I do this, I would say that serving readers is equal to ranking number one in Google. But let's be, let's be realistic. If I had to choose one, I'd rather rank number one in Google. Okay, so I'm going to come right out and say it. Your articles need to be between 1,000 and 2,500 words. That is not set in stone. That is not a rule that you have to follow 100% of the time, but it's a pretty good range. Typically, your content is going to fall in that range. Again, that's 1,000 to 2,500 words. If your content falls in that range and it's well-written and it's succinct and it's info-dense or entertaining or whatever it's supposed to be, you are a contender for ranking number one in Google. If you write a 180-word article, I don't even know if that is an article, you are probably very likely not going to rank number one in Google. If you write a 18,000 word novella covering a particular topic, that is not going to guarantee number one ranking just because it's long. Okay, so there's a sweet spot. But there are uh, a number of approaches and scenarios which we've got to deal with to try to figure out a little bit more precisely what word count we should be going for. And it gets trickier when you outsource and especially in bulk and you're assigning content to writers and you have to figure out a word count in advance. That's what I want to talk about today. Let's jump in. So we have four different scenarios when it comes to producing content. And the first is if you're writing it yourself, it's pretty simple. You know what the range is going to be. You're writing the article. You know what's involved. You're doing the research. You're going to have a pretty good idea of what's necessary you know, obviously you can jump and search in Google and see what the other articles are ranking for. But although that's not my favorite analysis tool for figuring out what word count is, I'll tell you later what I actually think my favorite approach is to figuring the stuff out. But when you're writing it yourself, you're generally going to do, if you're a good writer and you're going to go in depth, you're going to hit that thousand pretty easy on almost any topic out there. And the only question is, are you going to stop at uh, 1500 or are you going to just just open her up right up to, you know, 3000 plus. Okay. There are other factors. Keep listening. Next up is if you outline it, then assign it. It's a little bit trickier, but generally if you do a thorough outline, you're, you're pretty much once the outline is done, going to have a pretty solid idea of how long that article is going to be. Third scenario is outsourcing to a writing agency like Writer Access. This is where it gets really tricky because you need, you know, if you're like me, I just assign topics. I'm not providing full outlines. I provide uh, article briefs or templates, but they're basically kind of pre-formatted. They don't actually provide a specific outline for that topic. And so I have to guesstimate what the word count's going to be because the writer, I, you know, that's how these things work. You say, how long is your article going to be? A science or a writer. Okay. I make mistakes. Sometimes I, I estimate too low, sometimes too high. And so, you know, there's a little bit back and forth. Most of these platforms will allow you to, uh, you know, somehow adjust that during the process. But uh, eventually, essentially, for the most part, 
You do this long enough, you're going to get a pretty good sense of it. Now, lastly, there's outsourcing in-house. Now, if your in-house writers are really good, it's essentially like you or someone even better than you writing. My in-house writers are exceptional. They write better than I do. They do better research. I think their articles are amazing. And so I just let them at it and I trust that they are going to do a good job. Okay. So this, the quick and dirty way to figure out word count is to use something, uh, what's called a content optimizer. It's Market Muse is one that I use. Surfer SEO is another good one. ClearScope is a good one. I've used, I've used almost all of them. Uh, those are my favorite three. So if you're going to go for one of them, I'd go for one of those three. They're not cheap, unfortunately. Surfer SEO is the cheapest. It's quite good. And basically what's going to happen is it's going to put in, it's going to generate a word count for you. I particularly like Market Muse because it will suggest a word count even uh, without any content in there. You just have to put in the keyword and it'll suggest a target word count and an average word count for any keyword. That's pretty cool. So that is what I primarily use for assigning content to any writers and including myself. And in fact, I now have a content manager at Writer Access who does all this and then assigns the article. So, I, so I'm out of the process and that's really good. And as you're outsourcing more and more and scaling, you want to start thinking more and more, how do I get out of the process? So content optimizers are a quick and dirty way to shortcut this and try to come up with the best guesstimate. But there's further analysis you can do. And I already mentioned, you can see what's ranking number one in Google and, and, you know, check out the top five articles for that particular keyword and see how long the articles are. Chances are, I bet you're going to get quite a range. So it's not always helpful. And, and moreover, you know, if, if generally Google tends to rank like really big brand websites a lot for a lot of searches and they're going to get away with ranking a seven or 600 word article, whereas there's no way you would. And, and again, I'm not equating longer content with better rankings necessarily. There's a sweet spot, right? But generally speaking, you can't just look at whatever's ranking number one and say, okay, well, they did 600 words. I need to do 600 words. It's not really going to be a good analysis. You want to take it a step further. My favorite analysis in terms of figuring the stuff out is once you have some traffic and you have articles ranking number one and number two is to look at what or how long your articles are that are performing well on your site for particular types of articles. So let's say you have a lot of reviews on your site and you have 15 that are ranking in the top three of Google. Okay, well, what is the range of words or word count for those that are ranking number one on your site? You look at you look at what's working on your site because if it's working on your site already, you want to keep doing that in every aspect of this business. Look what's working on your site. That's why it's very frustrating getting started with your very first site in the first year because you're not going to have this data. But once you get this data, and you don't need a ton of traffic to have good data. You just need some number one rankings, and you can see then what's working topically, word count wise, structure wise, everything. You can just replicate what's working on your site and. That's what I do. So definitely do that once you get some number one rankings or number two rankings. The other consideration is potential ROI. Now, this really only applies to the extremes, right? So, you know, you've got to look at your return on investment. So are you going to invest $1,500 in an article that has the potential, according to Ahrefs, of 50, 50 searches a month? I don't think so. Nobody would. Uh, what if you had the potential to make $500 a month from a particular article? You can invest 1500 bucks. Yeah, probably. I probably would. It might, might have to be a little bit higher, but you get the point. The point is, is that the payoff has to be somewhat 
uh, you know, balanced with what you're putting into the article. Now, I don't, that's not set in stone. I will spend $120 on an article that will have a potential of 50 searches a month because in my experience, it's usually way more than 50 searches a month, but that's a whole other topic. But, you know, do keep ROI in mind. All right. If you're writing it yourself or you're outlining, you have to always ask yourself when you're adding more content to, to beef up the article, you have to ask yourself, is this relevant content? Does this make sense? Because if you go on too many tangents within an article, you're going to confuse Google. And so not only you're going to actually hurt your chances of ranking. So if you're writing about like a, a dog, a type of dog bed for small dogs, let's say. And then you start launching into dog food within the article. That's very confusing for Google. Google is just a simple little computer. No, I, I jest. It's not simple. It's, it's, it's very complex, but uh, still it's a computer. And so it's going to look at that. And it's going to say, well, what is this article about dog beds for small dogs? Or is it about food for small dogs? Or what, what's going on? It's confused. And it's basically not going to rank it at all. So you need to stay on point. And lastly, this is the old, uh, the old sniff test, the old subjective test. What would you expect? If you, if you were searching for something and you knew nothing about it, or maybe you're an expert and you want more info, what would you expect in the article? What would you like to see? I always ask yourself that. Uh, it, I, I do that quite a bit and I find that a helpful practice. Okay, so let's talk about solutions, especially when you're outsourcing, you're doing bulk orders and you've got to come up with ways to figure out word count for writers. So first off, I already mentioned the content optimizers, definitely use them. I take it so far as to where I actually let get them to log into my Market Muse account and so that they can use it. I want the writers to use Market Muse. I want the content manager to use Market Muse. And that means I don't have to use Market Muse. So if you're in a position to be able to do that, I recommend you do that. The more and more you get yourself out of the entire process, the better. Okay, but if you have to do it, then so be it. Um, because you've got a smaller counter for whatever reason, then you know it's still very, very useful. The other, the other approach is sort of the uh, the the what I call the base word count plus FAQ. So you you've got some data on your site, or you're looking at what other sites are doing, and you realize, okay, well, I think I think 1,300 words is going to do it here for the most part. But you just want to be safe, just to be sure. What you're going to do is you're going to add what a little topper to the content and a, and a Great little topper to contents, what's called an FAQ section. So you do additional research with various keyword tools and you come up with a bunch of frequently asked questions and you provide them to the writer or you ask the writer to look for some frequently asked questions. Again, that's what I do. I, I give them access to Ahrefs, Margamuse, and Answer Socrates, which is free. And I say, use all of these, look for the questions, and that's how you can add a really nice FAQ. And if the as long as the questions are pertinent to the topic itself, that's very good. That's going to bolster that content. It's good content. People like it. If you use the schema markup, which I strongly suggest you do, you may even get additional listings in Google search. So that's all good. So uh, that's a nice little topper to so be, be prudent and err on the side of, of longer content. When you're working with writers in platforms like Writer Access or Tax Broker or any of the other ones, you want to assemble a list of favorites and love lists, okay? Because once you have a nice cadre of, of writers that are familiar with your work, with, with your projects and tasks, they're going to know what you want. And that's going to really help the process because you've, you've maybe, you know, asked for revisions a few times and then you've provided corrections and feedback. And then they know, okay, well, 
trust me, the, the freelance writers are going to get to know who you are. If they're writing for you regularly, they'll know exactly what you want. It's going to save you a ton of time and get you better content. If you can swing it, this is generally for people who are earning uh, more with their websites, What what probably into the, the 10, uh, 10 figures per month, <laughs> uh, the five figures, you know, 10,000 bucks more per month. You might invest in a content manager. Writer Access offers the uh, content manager service. And then so basically how that works is I just deal with her and she deals with all the writers. She assembles the love list and, and recruits writers to work on my various projects and, and articles. So that makes it, again, one step easier for me because I'm just dealing with one person. Once that one person knows everything, then essentially she can just run with it and I'm out of the process. Lastly, I already mentioned this, but you definitely want to train who's ever doing your content as much as you can. I know some platforms make this very difficult, such as Text Broker. This is not really going to happen. But if you can, and this is a big argument for in-house writers, is that you can train them to use Ahrefs. Ahrefs has a really nice questions module, but you can show them your your keyword research techniques to find additional con- uh, topics for an article. And of course, answersocrates.com, which is free. It's really cool. They're going to find additional topics they can add. So, so use those resources, train writers when you can on those. But by f- but the default, the default in all of this, if your primary goal is to rank number one in Google, is to err on the side of longer content. I think it's unfortunate that Google really places emphasis on longer content because, well, you know, we end up with really long articles when it's not always necessary. But that's the way it is. Google is a computer and got to play ball. So I tend to err on the side of longer content. I try not to get ridiculous. It's still within a range. It's still within reasonableness. Everything is related and pretty tight for the most part. And I suggest that you do the same. Uh, you know, if, if the optimal length is 1500 words, but you make it 2100 and that additional 600 is really, really good information and a lot of readers might appreciate it. You can't go wrong there, really. I mean, think about it. I mean, you're just providing more information. In fact, I, I actually like that whole, in the Google search results, the people also ask. I, I, it's, it's like a rabbit hole for me. I'm just like, I'll, I'll, I've searched something about some TV show or something I'm watching, and then it's like, they also ask this, they also, before I know it, like, I think it's a pretty cool feature. And then I will click through to a, a number of sites uh, to get more information. So, so it works in terms of as being a traffic driver for publishers. I know some people argue it's like, well, Google just scooping all the content and not sharing the traffic anymore. But I, you know, as Google has been adding all this stuff to Google search, um, my traffic's just gone up and I know that I do get traffic from these various features. So, so they do work for publishers, uh, not always. And I think for some sites, they work better than others. But at the end of the day, uh, if you can get additional content to work for you and you get additional snippets and, and, um, schema markup and all that, use it, take advantage of it. It can help with your rankings and your traffic. Thanks for listening.